G'day guys, it is The Coach and we are talking of our Auric War Clans, but we're not talking about any Warwick Clans, we're not talking about the Savage Aurics, we're not talking about uh, Gabe's Big Wag, we are talking <laughs> all things Iron Jaws and I have a formerly Elf Bro, now Elite for Fitness, it is Hayden Walker, g'day Hayden, welcome back, uh, your new identity, it's your new Wag identity. <laughs> oh mate oh mate you hope gabe's in the chat and make sure he hears that <laughs> we, we, we won't tell you why why i'm saying that but uh gabe gabe knows that the only way to pronounce uh the the wa is wag with the with the g so um but we are here we're talking iron jaws we're talking all things about list tech talking about how to tap into um your book um and I'm sure Hayden's going to talk about Iron Suns and maybe some other builds. I don't know. But for anyone who doesn't know Hayden, do you want to introduce yourself really quickly? Yeah, man. Uh, I've been in and around the hobby back uh, for at least the last, I don't know, four years or so. Um, having a bit of fun playing a whole bunch of different things. Uh, as being the elf bro, uh, mostly elves. Um, but since Lumineth, uh kind of found the way they play a little boring so playing some destruction the best uh the, the best grand alliance right until the kangaroos come when, yeah, when the so, luminous kangaroos come australia I mean, must I'm, play I'm kangaroos in. i'm all in i need uh i need 20 of them to go with my 25 dawn riders and i'm set <laughs> if i go to adepticon i actually might have to get it and then i like, just play land down under on my mobile phone just um just bounce around the table like who cares about the rules let's just play with kangaroos but we're not talking about kangaroos we are talking about piggies we're talking about cabbages and we're talking about all things iron jaws um so so tell me hayden like let's let's, let's get started i know you've got some pretty cool lists and i want to i want to get into you know how you think about this particular army but set the scene for me you've got lots of different orcs or orcs yeah. Why Iron Jaws? What drew you to Iron Jaws? What do you like about the Iron Jaws faction? And uh, like, sell it to me. Sell it to me. Why I'd want to get this big cabbage? Yeah, man. So, one, who doesn't like big cabbages? I mean, come on. Uh, two, I've used to play um, a mixed destruction list back in AOS one, which was the Stonehorns with uh, Savage Oryx, which you you love that you love that army, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, like you know, like when you're running around with Phoenix Guard and someone throws the uh, that that stupid what's it called the one that ignores your after saves or you know your involves or like oh Drakfoot whatever it yeah Drakfoot that's yeah. right yeah yeah so um, Iron Jaws are a, a lot of fun they're really nice army to paint as well they're really easy to paint as opposed to stuff that are really small and super detailed you've got a lot of big flat surfaces that makes it easy to easy and fun to paint and you can do a lot with them as well which is well it's good so are they just a painting army is it are they no, just they, they, like they, they are uh, a good fun on the table too i've never rocked up to a, a game and seen iron jaws across the other side of the table and gone this is going to be a horrible game i hate it um you always rock up and go sweet iron jaws is going to be a hell of a lot of fun like they're they're one of those armies that everyone gets to play it's not just one person plays and the other person just sits there and takes their toys off the table as they get dice rolled at them so 
There is some pretty nasty builds, like a turn one charge, and and then if you don't screen properly, <laughs> you can get real punished by Iron Jaws. But you're right. I think yeah. if I think about my my Age of Sigma career, I don't think I've ever had a bad game against Iron Jaws. Like yeah. I don't think like I've actually ever had a bad game because they're honest. They yeah. do they do what they say they're going to do, and I think corn players wish their army did what Iron Jaws did. Yeah, exactly. It feels like you do corn better than corn. It, to to an extent, yes. Um, corn do get a whole lot of other things that obviously Iron Jaws don't have. Being chaos, they get summoning. They get all the extra shenanigans that come with like Reapers of Vengeance and Tyrants of Blood, all that kind of jazz. They're very similar, but Iron Jaws do have a hell of a lot more wounds most of the time. And they punch you in the face harder. Yes. Four Bloodthirsters can... Four bloodthirsters can punch you in the face real bad. <laughs> Hayden, this is the Iron Jaws show. Let's sell Iron Jaws, not... Hey. No, look, I, no, I don't need to sell them. <laughs> they are a good army. They're an honest army. They are different ways you yeah. can build them. Um, like, honestly, you don't need to sell them. They are a good army. Yeah, exactly. And they do well in the, they do well in the meta. You are, you are yeah. always going to be in the middle somewhere. You have the ability to go to the top. Um, you do have the ability to suck, but they are a good, solid army. Yeah, that's it. They... I know that there was a post that uh, I think it was Vince put up, uh, which was the the diagram with the fat middle, like where all the those kind of books sit. And Oracle Cleanse was in that fat middle, um, which is nice. But it, again, a good player will take that army and pilot it well. Uh, okay player will sit in that fat middle. You know, it it comes. It's not a book that plays itself, if that makes sense. It's not Sigma with training wheels. No, no, it's not it's not run up the board and you know your army wins for you, but you've got you've got the tool. I mean you've got majority of the tools. You've got you've got yeah, some ma- you've got some magic, you've got the movement, you've got the combat prowess, not quite in the shooting. And if you want the shooting, you probably want to go into the other side of the orcs. Yeah. But you've got majority of the tools. You've got, you know, some cheap bodies, you've got some um good ally selections. You've got yeah, lots it. of wounds, good armor saves. Like it's a it's a nice forgiving, and the models are large too, so they're quite a forgiving army to paint as well. Yeah, hundred percent. That's it. So, and it's they they like like we said, they're one of those fun armies, and you'll never have that bad game. So, no, I I agree. I agree. I haven't had a bad game. All right, let's get into the rules. Let's get into the rules, and I want to talk lists. I'm, I'm just time stamping. Um, let's bring up the rules. And Hayden, what I want to know from you, mate, is how do you how do you interpret these rules? Like when I read the book, and I'm like, right, it does this, it does this. So what? Are these rules yeah. good? Are they things that I should consider in my list design? Are they things that? Um, I should just ignore because they're traps. So you've got a couple of things here, right? So the first yeah. thing is you're going to be able to get yourself a sub allegiance. You can either, oh no. Uh, so yeah, so if they, you, yeah, they're your war clans, yep. Yeah, so you've got your war clans. So you've got yourself blood tooths, choppers, and iron suns. It was choppers that caught me off guard. I don't think I've ever looked at the choppers rules before. I was thinking like they were weapon profile. I'm like, no, so you can choose yeah. yourself a sub allegiance of um, of blood tooths, give yourself yeah. choppers, or you can go iron suns. Yeah, how do you um, <laughs> the chat the <laughs> chat the spam bot is having a go at one of, one of the people in the chat because they 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 are all capsing wag and the bot's just like stop spamming. But when uh, you look at yeah. these three, like, do you like all three the blood tooths, the choppers, and the iron suns, or 
what are your think, thoughts? So each have their uses. What was really good is I played at uh, Brizhammer Indestructible a couple of weeks ago, and each of these um, war clans was represented, which is good because yeah. all three are viable. So as when we go into a couple of the lists a little bit later, um, there's two lists that we go through. One is a Blood Tooth's list, which is my list, and then there's the Iron Suns list, which is the kind of the net list. Um, Choppers, I was having a look through not long ago. One of my good mates actually runs it. Um, it's got a lot of legs as well, um, and it's like got re-rolling charges if you're within range of a terrain piece in your opponent's territory. You've got uh, command ability, which allows you to pick uh, three units of brutes or pigs. Uh, oh, sorry, br brutes or ard boys. Um, with your plus one damage from one war chanter. So one war chanter just starts to go, cool, boop, 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 all three units have plus one damage instead of just picking one. So there's a lot of cool things in choppers. Um, personally, I like Bloodtooths the most. I think they're the... So. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen choppers. Um, I, don't, I don't know why. I think it's just from where I stand, it seems like Iron Sons is the stronger of the build or at least the one that people perceive as the stronger build. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen I, uh, Choppers yet, so I couldn't tell you without reading the book what Choppers did as opposed to the others. Yeah. So what you're telling me, basically what I'm hearing, is that all three are viable options in your opinion. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Um, the second thing you're going to get is the uh, the eager for battle. So you get to add plus one to the charge roll for friendly Iron Jaws. Now, this seems big. Um, yeah. Iron Jaws appear to be someone that wants to get into combat. You want to get into combat really quickly. I know when um, Ossiarch Bone Reapers had Petrifix Elite at their kind of their height, one of the big counters was Iron Jaws just charging into them turn one before they got their, you know, their uh, a whole bunch of their spells and their buffs. So... How big is how big is that plus one to your charge in your opinion? Uh, it's huge because most of the models in Iron Jaws move four inches. Okay, so anything that's generally on foot has a four inch move, which most of your movements are coming from charges. Like you run, you're either running or you're charging. You're not yeah. moving very far at four inches. The only things that don't are your pigs and your cabbages. Everything yeah. else is slow. So you, you need to get around the board quick. So that plus one to charge rolls is huge. And I think that's the challenge with uh, with some of the builds, right, is that the, the pigs and the more crushers can be so fast that it can easily get out of your buff ranges. You know, you run outside of your war chanter. It's hard to stay in with the rest of the force. So any way you can bring the troops up, uh, and, and increase their speed. I've seen, you know, fungoid cave shamans with chromatic cogs. I've seen a whole bunch of ways to, yeah. you know, to, to, to get extra CP and things. Like any way you can kind of support those other troops, uh, I imagine is good. Is there any, and I'm sure there might be other ways to increase the charge or add pluses. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, blood tooths get plus one to run and charge. So suddenly you're at plus one to run, plus two to charge. If you've got a unit of Ard Boys, then you get an extra plus one to charge on top. So then you've got plus, yeah. So Ard Boys and Blood Tooths uh, can get into you real quick, real, real quick. Especially when you think about some of those deployment maps that have a very shorter uh, distance between you and your opponent. Like you can turn yeah. one charge, and if you're an opponent who deploys on the line, you're in for a bad time. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it. And especially because there are teleports in Iron Jaws as well. So you can teleport nine inches away with plus three to charge. There are ways, and we're about to go into mad as hell, which is when a unit takes a wound or a mortal wound in that phase, at the end of it, it can move D6. So you can mortal wound your own units with something like, say, Green Puke from a Weird Knob Shaman, do one or two wounds to the unit, teleport it. At the end of that phase, it moves D6. So you're moving even closer. You can use um, the one that you can see next to it in Mighty Destroyers, um, especially with something like an Iron Fist, which is really, really good. It gives one unit a, a unit a boss in it, and that boss can get Mighty Destroyers for free once per every turn. So that boss can go, cool, I'm going to Mighty Destroy. So you teleport, and then you use Mighty Destroyers, and then you move in the hero phase. So you throw a unit of pigs up, 12 inches away because it has to be outside of 12 for you to be able to move so you put it on the 12 inch line those pigs move nine so you're suddenly three inches away with plus two to charge or yeah. plus one to charge you're it can get real scary especially with like a big unit of six or nine pigs fully buffed yeah and you know when you start putting in some of the other things like your more crusher and when they kill a unit you know it can then continue to like be basically like this amazing bowling ball just like continuing to yeah. like uh, i can't remember the exact name of the rule yeah yeah but you know just to move back to um mad as hell I often see my Iron Jaws opponents give away first turn because they're like, cool, you got some shooting. Awesome. Give, Shoot me. Give me free moves. Yeah, exactly. Hit, hit, hit me with an arcane bolt. Hit me with some shots. You know, even if you kill one of my guys, I get that free move. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, I've just I've just given them free move and more of their army is going to charge, especially when you start looking at some of those core troops. You're like, oh, yeah. I'll do some chip damage. I'll force the command point spend on inspiring presence. They're like, cool. But now my my regular troops, my battle line are going to move forward or my piggies are going to move forward. So, yeah. And and, and, as, and to your point as well, um, if you take a battalion, you could get yourself um, some type of green puke. You could get yourself um, like the Grave Tide or, you know, Eighth Avoid Pendulum. You could find yeah, a way exactly. to do it to yourself um, to force that 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 forward move um, yeah. before your game's even started. Yeah, exactly. The one thing you do have to be careful with Iron Jaws, though, is that you are quite low bravery. So if you start killing your own stuff, you're very likely to run away. <laughs> so, but like most things, everything in the army is multiple wounds. So you don't have these one wound models that you can ping off. You've got Ard Boys are two wounds, Brutes are three wounds, Gore Grunters are five wounds. Like every, so pinging off one wound off something isn't too bad. And you and you're right. Like you don't want to be spending your your CP on inspiring presence. You know, you yeah. want to be able to reroll those charges. You want to be able to use things like mighty destroyers. There are things, and and that's why you often see something like the fungoid cave shaman is an awesome ally, generating yourself a command point on a four plus and being a spellcaster. So and ninety points. So. Yeah, I, I, Iron Jaws players are just generally CP hungry. You can never have enough CP for an Iron yeah. Jaws player. So. Um, while that sounds like a viable strategy to move your dudes forward, you are at a risk of not having enough command points. But um, before we kind of move into the other stuff, I want to talk about my personal favourite rule, which is yes. smashing and bashing. Yes. Um, if, if, if this doesn't get you inspired to start an Iron Jaws army, I don't think what will. Smashing, yeah. 
and bashing. So in the combat phase after the friendly Iron Jaws unit has fought, um, if the attacks made by the unit has resulted in the enemy units being destroyed, you can pick one friendly it's Iron Jaws unit. Any enemy unit. It's not all of the ones that you're in combat with as well. That's the, that's a good point. As so, how, so, so spill it out to me. So, you know, someone might not connect the dots to this here. So, how? Yeah. What does that mean by by any, and why is that important? So, especially if you have big units. So, say you have a unit of ten brutes or a unit of six pigs. Charge in. You can pick out one. So, you multi-charge units. So, you go. Okay, well, I'm going to hit this one big unit, and I'm also going to hit this little unit or this hero. So, I'm going to kill. Make sure I kill the hero, and then all my other attacks into this other unit. Cool. Even if I don't kill it, that doesn't matter. I made sure I've killed the hero. I can now instantly pick another unit in combat anywhere on the board and fight with that unit. So you can get three or four activations, at least like at least two, but three or four activations in a row without your opponent getting to activate. So you can wipe out everything you're potentially in combat with without them getting to activate. It's almost like Deepkin Turn Three. You just got to be good yeah. at picking your activations. You got to be smart where you move. You got to be smart. Yeah, and this is where you might be looking for things like: is it the foot of Gork, where you can do some chip damage and kind of reduce, um, you know, like a a unit, so you can then kind of charge in, do some additional damage, and then activate something um, quite strong. Yeah, so, exactly. And, uh, yeah, and, and, I, I always find Angels players are just hitting you with a wave. They're not hitting you with one unit. They're trying to hit you with as many units as possible to activate smashing and bashing. Yeah, and this is the one reason I think Iron Jaws are potentially superior to Big War. Because Big War doesn't get smashing and bashing. And with everything going on at the moment in the meta, smashing and bashing is huge. Um, it's good with all the Deepkin that we're seeing, it's good to get around Deepkin. And when one of the games that I played at uh, Brishammer, Deepkin turn three, I charged one unit of eels with everything left everything on that everything else on that three inch mark so that when they activated i went cool you get to attack me with one unit and then i get to attack you with everything and all my pile-ins went then within that three inches and smashing and bashing got me to activate everything before they got to activate that other stuff yeah yeah when when you set up a smashing and bashing it's a it's an art form and um it is beautiful to see. It sucks being on the receiving end. Um, it's yeah. not easy to activate, but when it does, you can do some real damage to your opponent. And, yeah, that's it. And that's where you've got to have the CP up your sleeve. You've got to be thinking about. You've got to be thinking ahead, right? It's not just I'm going to charge a bunch of dudes, but I want to. I want to activate. I'm going to charge this so I can activate it first, which is going to yeah. kick off smashing and bashing. I know the damage output of my piggies. Um, and then you can start to kind of think about it, and then it's just like dominoes falling down. Yeah, exactly. And then you can go, okay, well, even if I go, I'm going to hit this one unit, make sure I kill this, put all this damage into the next one, and then you've got another unit that's already attacking that unit you, unit you just damaged, you can finish it off and then keep going and yeah. do it that way and just keep going next, next, and watch the dominoes fall across the field. Yeah, so. and that's where chip damage, especially from afar, because um, you don't have a lot of shooting. It's majority of magic shooting, and even then it's not a lot. So any yeah. way you could do some chip damage to your screens, reduce that damage, More then charge them. Mortal wounds on the charge. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the other thing as well is mortal wounds on the charge. Often that won't be enough to kind of kill a unit, but any no. way you can do chip damage just gets you closer to smashing and bashing. 
hundred percent. That's it. No, I dig it. I I love this rule. Uh, it makes me want to play Iron Jaws, and I wish it was like a rule for like squigs doing smashing and bashing. It's like <laughs> eating and bouncing. Um, you talked about Mighty Destroyer. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Because Mighty Destroyer, again, is, is a very famous one. A lot of people yes. talk about Mighty Destroyers. It's an awesome command ability, one that you always yep. want to have a CP up your sleeve to be using. Yeah. So another thing with Iron Jaws, Iron Jaws can do it from any hero. Whereas Big War can't do it. No. no. So that's why you see a lot of Iron Fists within Big War because then they yes. get a minor destroyer. Because the, yes, it's, it, on, within, it's on the, within the battalion. Correct, yeah. So that's where they get their minor destroyer from. Whereas here, every Iron Jaws hero gets it. Your general obviously has a bigger range. Um, but if you're outside of 12, you can move. If you're within 12, you can try and charge. If you're within three at this when you act, when you use the command ability, you can fight in the hero phase. So if you got already have a more crusher in combat, cool. I want to get it out of combat so it can move. I'm just going to fight in the hero phase. Sweet. And a more crusher fight in the hero phase, and you can still buff because not at the start of the hero phase either. So you can still get all your buffs off first, and then go cool. Now I'm going to fight, and then I can move, charge, and fight again at somewhere else. Another reason why an Igels player traditionally likes to give away the first turn to go for that double turn, having the Mighty Destroyers are already in combat, you've potentially done smashing and bashing, and then what's not left, or, so what's left or what, um, you know, you just continue the rampage, you kick in Mighty Destroyers, you've got your extra self a CP, and if you're still in combat, you're going to kill what's left. If you're not in combat, you're just going to continue the rampage. So, um Again, this is why thinking ahead, I, you know, um, uh, I got called out by saying uh, smashing and bashing is an art form. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Because you can't, it's not doing it as a can. You're not running up the board, rolling a bunch of dice and, and, and showing how amazing you are. There is some very interesting mechanics yeah. you need to be thinking about. That's it. And, and that's where we said before, a good pilot will do well with this army. Someone who is somewhat newer will not do so well or they'll come in that fat middle. So, and it, yeah. So when you think about your list designing, guys, you want to be thinking about getting a CP somewhere, whether it's through a battalion, whether it's through a fungoid yep. cave shaman, whether it's buying a command point or a combination of both. The more CP you got up your sleeve, the better. Um, yeah, Aiden, is that is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. And there's definitely ways to get those CP, uh, whether that's through artifacts, whether that's through buying it, like you said, the fungoid ally. There's a, the White Dwarf Battalion, which is the DeBoss Fist. Um, you can get a CP on a four up on your more as long as your more crush is alive. Um, that deboss fist is a very very fun list to play as well. If, and it is match pay legal, guys. It is match it pay is, legal, it is. so we're good. And it's a bunch of brutes. It's more crushes. It's a couple of bosses on foot, and everyone gets plus one attack. So it's good fun. <laughs> I'm gonna make I'm gonna make another claim, um, and you can challenge me. Where, with your Iron Jaws battalions, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of fat. A lot, you know, it's not like you have a tax, you've got to take a certain model. It seems like everything, because I mean, one, there's only so many yeah. war scrolls in yeah. the army, but two, like, it seems like everything that you're taking in a battalion just fits. It works, and you're not paying for something because you've got to take it. It has a yeah, use. Yeah, that's it. The, the only one where you really have a tax is the boss fist because you have to take two bosses on foot. Um, which are, uh, yeah, which is okay because yeah, okay. they're fairly good in combat, but they're 100 and something points each, 130 points each. I'm 
off the top of my head. So it's there's 260 points there on top of a 220-point battalion, which kind of makes it a bit more of a tax there. But everything else, like your Ard Fist, your Brute Fist, your Iron Fist, all have your battle line in it. And everything except, I think, uh, Ard Boys and Units of 10, uh, Units of 5, sorry, are battle line. Yeah. So <laughs> you're like, sweet, have, let's have some fun. You've got yourself that other bit, that uh, other command ability, which is the Iron Jaw Wag, which is yeah. um, you can use a command. Do you, do you use the Iron Jaw Wag because it's quite texty there? Um, yeah, command so, ability once it's yeah. a once per battle command one, ability, one, so you can yes, use it, it once. Is. Yeah, so it's good to use on that initial go in to clear as much as you can. So it's from your mega boss. So whether that's a cabbage, whether it's one on foot, um, obviously it costs a command point. Everything in range, you roll a dice, you get plus one for every unit in range. Uh, if it as adds up to 11, you get one. And then if it's over that, you get plus two attacks to everything within range. And when so you start gets, looking at the rend, you start looking at the damage, you start looking at, in yeah. my opinion, Iron Jaws is the most consistent attacking prowl of destruction. Destruction has yep. a lot of damage output, but it's not yep. consistent. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is this is the most consistent in destruction. Yeah. So these guys hit the best out of any destruction army off, off the top of my head. Um, I yeah. play uh, like Beast Claw Raiders as well with five stone horn, or four stone horns. Um, they have more multiple damage attacks, but like my brutes hit on twos, wound on threes. Like yeah. Most destruction armies are hitting on threes at best, fours mainly. If your yeah. bone split is like you're shooting on fives, like destruction's not your most consistent army for hitting stuff. Um, it's generally bulk attacks. Iron Jaws, you've got a lot of attacks that hit really well. Yeah. You just don't have yeah, a lot yeah. of models. It's a most consistent. So you'll you'll do consistent damage. And again, that helps you plan. As a as a Gargant player, as a Gits player, it's always really hard for me to, to understand my damage output and what to expect because it's so yeah. random. Um, but with you, you kind of know. So again, that helps you plan your smashing and bashing because you kind of know the expected damage output from you know uh, quite a generous hit to wound, the rend, the damage. Yeah, so exactly. being able to yeah. get plus one attack or even plus two attack. And the bubble is quite generous, you know, an 18-inch around your general. So whether yeah, that goes on to a more pressure, on too, yeah. literally what I was going to say, if you start thinking about that 160 mil base for a uh, more crusher and then 18 inches around it, that's a massive spread. Yeah. Yeah, and because a lot of the time you're moving everything up and your more crusher is going to be in the middle of your army, you're going to go, cool, everything's in range. Sweet. <laughs> so with with this particular command ability, you like to use it when you first hit your opponent. So you, yeah. that's when you most likely use it? Yeah, because that way you can clear as many screens as you can and they'll pretty much get rid of the fat and then you're into the squishy stuff at the back. Yeah, no, I like it. Again, it kind of goes back to the point that um, you want to have as many CP up your sleeve as possible. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Jerome was, you know, asking, you know, would you call Iron Jaws a horde army or an elite army? Definitely an elite Definitely army. Definitely elite army. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I think my my list has what 10, 
2026, 20, just over 30 models in it. Like, I mean, I mean, you're not six models. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not six like a like the Beast Claw, but um, yeah, it's definitely on the low side for models that only count as one for objective play. <laughs> Good call. That's a really good call. You know, your bases are quite large. They're, what, 32s, 40s, 50s? 30, yeah, 32s on uh, Ard Boys, 40s on Brutes, the big cavalry base on the Pigs. Um, the um, Mega Boss on foot comes on 100. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that, it's, a, it's, it's a, bit, a bit of a bizarre one. Yeah, so... So we're going to start. So, so we're going to start by by somewhere that probably people weren't expecting. Um, because if you were to look at the internet, if you looked at most tournament lists, you'd probably see Iron Sons as the most popular of the list design. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna kind of wrap it up, and it's something that Hayden's been practicing a lot. He's been attending some some in real life tournaments. Um, and having some good success with this. So I thought we'd start off with the blood tooths first. And yeah. um, you get, you know, much like every sub-allegiant, you get yourself an, a command ability, a artifact, uh, a command trait, and a generic ability. Yeah. Are any of these attacks, you're going to get yourself a plus one to your run and charge. Um, you're going to get yourself a command ability at the uh, end of your combat phase. You can pick one blood tooths unit within 24 of the hero. You can make a move, but it can't run or retreat. Yeah. Um, so it's, that is fantastic for objective play. Like, like we're saying, we don't have, angels don't have very many bodies. So if you fight something and kill it, you can use that command ability to go, okay, this unit's going to move now. So it's great if you throw a more crusher in that more crusher kills everything it's in range with. And for a command point, you go, cool, now it's going to move 12 inches this way. And if I get the double turn, it can then move Mighty Destroyers and then move again and then <laughs> charge. You can, yeah. Because you don't want your more Crusher or your block of six piggies tied up with like two or three units of models left in a unit. It's just like a complete waste. You want to be charging. That's why as a Gargant player, I hate playing Iron Jaws and I hate playing uh, Beast Claw Raiders because you charge better than I do. And yeah. um, and you've got the movement to take advantage of that, getting into the juicy centre of certain armies, being able to um, to get into combat, do massive damage, and then get yourself out, as opposed to being tied up and just trying to fight your way through. Yeah, exactly. Um, you've also got yourself a command trait. So Which this one, <laughs> yeah, this, this one has always been one of those ones that's been debated, um, yeah. mostly because... Nobody, no tournaments let you play with a realm gate. I've never seen a tournament ever say no. there's a realm gate on the table so, and you can't bring a realm gate. I've never seen a tournament organizer yeah. say, because it's not an allegiance terrain piece. It's not like no. my uh, my Loon Shrine. Yeah. There has to be already a, bell, a, 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 a realm gate on the table. Yeah. And so it, I, I guess it depends on the, one, the event you're going to. Because if there's an event where you bring three pieces of terrain, you suddenly put a, one of your three pieces of terrain as a realm gate, so I'm going to suck, chuck, chuck that Assume, on the table. It, assuming you can use the rules. Correct, yeah. I think I was looking through the General's Handbook, and in the General's Handbook at the start, it says you choose from this table to put down. So it's like, okay, well, one of those is a realm gate. So I don't know whether that's there. Against Workshop is assuming that you 
use that table when you put your terrain down and why that's why you can get a realm gate on the table but in the old book you've got a realm gate to put on with you yeah yeah so yeah, and you can't like, you, you can't buy you can't buy a realm gate with yeah, points there's, there's no points there's not, not anything like that so um unfortunately Basi yeah basically i just wanted to call that out because people go oh sweet free realm gate i'm going to do this and this and this just in most cases it's not going to happen if yeah. you do want to bring a realm gate or you are at a tournament in australia um there's a bit of a tradition that you that each player contributes some terrain to the table should you bring a realm gate you probably want to talk to your tournament organizer just to ask will the realm gate rules be in play yes there might be a, a realm gate terrain piece but is it treated as a realm gate yeah. or is it just treated as like a, a fancy looking terrain piece? Yeah, and exactly. So just and like, don't, don't get yourself mixed up. Yeah. And the, it's always the best thing. If you, if you have questions, talk to your TO guys and they're generally really good with helping out. So, yeah. And, and the beautiful thing about this is if you do get the realm gate, you do get the WAG um, command ability. Sorry, Gabe's literally just in the chat, so I had to call it out. <laughs> hey, Gabe, uh, you do get the WAG ability. Sorry, Gabe made a comment on Twitter not long ago saying uh, the G in WAG is silent, so I'm just throwing some salt at uh, my friend up in Queensland. But uh, G having the plus... G Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> but either way like i would love look uh, uh your orcs don't get a allegiance terrain so i would love to yeah. see in the future that um you get to bring a realm gate it's a part of your abilities it feels like it's something you just don't get to play with but look we, we kind of talked about too much i just want to set the expectations for anyone like oh sweet free realm gate no yeah no unfortunately not but it if you do get that you get plus two to your war roll which is massive, so which is once massive. Per, which is once per game anyway. So, like, best thing to do is talk to your TOs. Or if you're playing a casual game, it doesn't matter anyway. Just use it. It's a casual game. Talk to me about the artifact. You've got the uh, the quick duff amulet. So um, yes. once per battle, you get to cast the great green hand of Gork. Um, and if you do so, it's auto-cast and uh, it can't be unbound. unbound. So tough luck, Teclas. Tough luck, all of your... Uh, what are they? The Lord, um, like nine Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All these things that just go. Nope, you can't cast that. Guess what? Too bad. It's going off. <laughs> yeah, which and 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 the the great green hand of Gork is a really potent spell. I've seen it do yeah. some serious damage to opponents. It does. Uh, what is it? You do. You roll a bunch of. Do no, you do mortal hand. wounds. No, that's your teleport spell. Oh, I'm thinking about the foot of Gork, the yeah. one that just like stomps on people. Oh, yeah, it's no, even that, better. Is, that is your that is your teleport, and it's on a it has to be on a mega boss unit, so it's on your cabbage most of the time. So you now have a wholly within 24 inches teleport on a 160 mil round base. So you're generally picking anything on your side of the table and teleporting it for free. So with Teclas and um, Lord Croak and Nagash and all of these supercasters out there, this is a wonderful way of getting around that. Yep. Go, well, I still which get my is, teleport. Exactly. And which is why in the current meta, I like Bloodtooth the most. Because you get this and you're like, cool, I can get the stuff I need across the board and I don't care about your Teclas. I don't care about your Croak. I can just do this and you can't do anything about it. The chat, by the way, I don't know if you can see the chat here. Yeah, the chat is having a field day, asking if we if we don't pronounce the G in Warg, does that mean Gargans are, are pronounced without a G? So it's like Argents and Iron Jaws are like, 
Oh, you guys are oh, you're, you guys are insane. Aren't, aren't. I can't even. Are, are, are. <laughs> All right. So is is there anything else you talk about with blood too? So do you actually want to? Let's get to the list. Yeah, let's just get into the list. Let's have some cool. Fun. I think I think overall, other than the realm gate, it's a good set of abilities. Yeah, and, it, it's a, um, it's a big toolbox one, which is what I like about it. So. So this list is called Oink and so Boink and Oink. Boink and um, Oink. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what and what you're gonna get is you're gonna get yourself a mega boss on more crusher. Uh it's gonna be a general, has the command trait of get the realm gate. That's the one that we get. Yep. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, by the way, do I have to get do I have to take blood fists? So sorry, um, uh, yeah, blood tooths, iron suns, or choppers or no, they're like, forced they're, on me. They're, no, they're not forced on you. There are general ones as well. Cool. And what yeah. are you, what are your feelings about those? By the way, you lose too much not taking one of the three. To be honest, they're they're really good. Um, if you're gonna not take one, you take Big Wah. I was gonna say I haven't ever seen a Iron Jaws player without one of the three. So yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Like if you weren't gonna take one, you might as well take um, Big Wah. So you got yourself your general, which is the, the mega boss on more crusher. It's got the Derelm Gate. It's got the uh, Gore Hacker and Chopper with the Quick Duff Amulet. That's the one that yep. our Blood Tooth gives us. We've also got the Mount Trait. That probably might be a call out as well. Is that you're going to get Mount Traits for your more crushers? Yep, hundred percent. And the Mount Trait mean there's two Mount Traits that I'll generally look at. One is Meanin. I like Meanin because it gives you plus one damage on your Mighty Fists. On your more crusher so then they become damage three you buff with a war chanter that you got damage four fists the other one that you take is a weirden which is the one that you see most people take which is a four i was selling. just i was just about to ask you about weirden because that's um yeah. a weirden, four up ignoring spells and endless spells yeah i just can't roll four up to save my life so i'm like well i'm not even gonna risk it i'll just take them <laughs> extra damage yeah, and in the, again, in the age of the supercaster, um, that could be quite handy. But yeah. um, there's some good ones in there. Whether it's the, I've seen a lot. Of, I've I've seen a few people using um, Fasten as well, getting the plus two to the movement characteristic. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like sometimes, especially with Iron Jaws, you you've got too much movement. So do you need the extra two? Not when you're mighty destroying and then moving and then charging. Like you've got a 36 inch threat range, potentially more. And like going into the war beat, so your war beats are like prayers. Uh, get them beat. You can be eight within eighteen inch on a four up at the start of the combat phase, uh, the charge phase. Sorry, on a four up, you can charge something within eighteen inches on three d six. So you're yeah. at on three d six plus two charging. So like I was getting fourteen, fifteen inch charges regularly at this event because of that and, and because of the bonuses and just and another thing that that sometimes you forget is that your more crushers fly when you look at a more crusher you would assume that it doesn't fly but it actually does so yeah. um if you it's get like, a super like super high move, just <laughs> if you get a super crazy move and your opponent hasn't screened properly and they've given yourself enough space for, uh, to get that big pie plate in you can jump screens and then start charging through the center because they haven't, you know, charged appropriately. So um, 
It's an interesting one. Uh, by the way, we haven't talked at the full list, right? You've got yourself the uh, yeah. Auric War Chanter. You've got yourself uh, two of them. You've got one with Fix and Beat and one with the Get and Beat. Yeah, you've because also they can got only do one per turn. Yes, yeah. So you can't yeah. stack them. It's not like Doors yeah. of Cain Prayers. You can do a bunch of things. You've got yourself the Auric Weird Knob Shaman. Um, yeah. Who is that? that the caster in the list. Cool. And you've got yourself that great big green hand, hand of gorp jesus could, yep. could they make it any bigger um <laughs> you then got yourself 10 auric uh, brutes with choppers uh you've got five brutes with your pair of choppers you've got five brutes with a pair of choppers you got th uh, three piggies and six piggies both with your jagged whore, uh, gore hackers yep. and it's all wrapped up with a iron fist battalion and the bale wind vortex at 2k That's on it. the nose and uh, a good question that I will ask you as well is why not Gordrak? And, um, and because you, you, know, you don't, you can, you can don't get an artifact, you don't get a command trait straight away. You, lo you lose the one of the main things that make Bloodtooths good, which is that amulet. Yeah, okay. You lose your auto-teleport. Gordrak at his points is not worth his points. You are better off taking a normal mega boss. When would you bring Gordrak in? Would you bring him in another version? I'd bring him in Big War. Okay, but maybe I would, not I, Iron I wouldn't Jaws. take him in Iron Jaws because you lose out on either, if you're taking Iron Suns, you lose out on the Sunblessed Armor and you lose you you lose out on too much. But I personally don't think Quadrac is worth his points when there's stuff like Marathi and Alariel, oh, not Alariel, but Marathi and um, Teclas running around at their points, uh, and, at, at around and, the same point value. Like. And just to call out a question, a, a comment from the chat, I'm not going to say who it was, but um, the get and beat does allow you to charge outside of 12 inches. So it actually yes, allows it you to charge if you're within 18 inches of an enemy. So um, so you're rolling 3D6 and you've got a, a larger charge range with yeah. um, the, the get and beat. Yeah. So it, get, it gets around that core rule of having to be within 12, which is great as well. So especially because you can't move very fast. So say you're 14 inches away. And you're like, oh, I'm not. You're not within charge range. Yeah, that's cool. I'm 14 on a four up. I can charge on 3d6 anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's not. I, I just think about my prosecutors in Stormcast who can charge 3d6. I'm like, yay, prosecutors. And then I compare, <laughs> I compare them to the to the the big war crusher. I'm like, oh, it's not nearly as good. <laughs> But but talk to me this combination. Why why? So we've already talked about why this is not yeah. Gordrak. Yeah. Um, why so why why would you even take a more crusher like why not just take a um a boss on foot or some other type of combination movement. Like, let's start let's start there movement movement's the biggest thing you want this thing to be around the table and because this list fights on two fronts okay it, it works very much like a pincer you've got your more crusher on one side and you've got your unit of six pigs with the boss on the other and then you come through and then you fight through and then you blast off screens and then you go, cool, I'm already in your face. You have to deal with me. Um, two war chanters so you can buff both units. Um, you've then got the Shaman Six Skull Cape on your Weird Knob Shaman, which is plus one to cast. So you're putting him up on the Bailwind. He's then a two cast wizard with plus one to cast, plus one to his save, extra six inches to his range. Um, so with green puke, you're then 2d6 plus six inches. With your great green hand of gork, it's wholly within 30 instead of wholly within 24. Talk to me about the the, the puke. Talk to me about this spell. Yeah. We've, kind of, we've, we've talked about it twice, but we haven't talked yeah. about it. So green puke, you roll if you've – so 
the shamans have an, an ability where if there's a unit of 10 orcs in, or orcs in range, at the end of the hero phase, he can cast green pute for free, even if he's attempted to cast it that turn already. Yeah. So he can... So green puke is draw a line, roll a roll two d six and draw a one millimeter line straight. Any units that are hit with that line take d three mortal wounds. So then yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say friendly. It doesn't take enemy. It just says draw the line. Any, draw the line. Any uh, units hit. Yeah. So it's good for going. Okay. Well, you got at least eight inches on that puke. It makes it a lot more reliable than just two d six. Oh, I rolled a two. Okay. Cool. He pukes on himself. Um, so it it's it gives you a minimum distance whereas because it's random i i I just wanted to call that out because it's not on your list so when i when i'm looking at this going right where is it that's his war scroll spell it's the war scroll spell so yeah Yeah, cool so you got your puke you got your um your free teleport within the blood tooth but you've also got yourself the um the spell anyway you can't double cast it guys you can't cast on the war scroll and use your allegiance version no because it, it counts no. as the the amulet count says it is cast and can't be unbound so it is still a cast yeah so just in case someone's it. thinking like they can double yeah. do it no it's just no. an yeah. automatic version of it yes correct yeah once per game yeah uh so you got your your more crusher. It's going to do massive damage. Obviously, we talked yeah. about it. It's a you know like you, you just look at the war, the war scroll and you know how good yeah. this is. Um, it has a bucket load of wounds. The fact that it can charge three d six is just amazing. Um, the, I, I always find though that the it has less rend than I expected. I think that's probably yes. the only thing that surprises yeah. me is that you do mortals on the charge, but majority of the attack profile is like rend one. So. With this loadout, so there's two different loadouts. One you can give him the like on saves of a six, you take a mortal wound. I'm not a big fan. Um, I think this is a lot of fun because this is originally this is a fun list. Turns out it's actually pretty competitive. Um, so with the um, that loadout, he has eight attacks with from the guy on top, and then eight attacks with the mighty fists. So you've got a 16 attacks at full profile coming out of that guy on top minus one minus one ren for two damage the more crusher minus two ren for two damage on base no buffs yeah and it has eight attacks uh assuming it hasn't taken any wounds it's got yeah. eight attacks um for the more crusher yeah, yeah look, look the damage output's good especially if you do get yeah. that uh, 11 or the 12 it's just that to me the rend one yeah it is it huge dam- well most things are on a four-up save, so Ren one's pushing into fives, and then if you buffer with a War Chanter, each one that goes through is three damage. So eight attacks that would Ren one for three damage, hitting on threes and threes. So it's Ma- it's consistent. It's consistent. Maybe damage. I'm just used to Gargans doing Ren three. Like everything's like Ren three now. It's like eh, yeah, Ren three does only two damage, so. <laughs> So I got like a million attacks. Um, yeah, cool. Okay, all right. I, I guess the point I want to try to make there is that when when you charge in, you're doing a bulk load of damage, uh, yeah. but it has a it doesn't have a big rend. So just choose your targets wisely. I guess is where yeah. I was going with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, like charging into a phoenix guard or charging into something with a really high armor save, or you know your fire slayers, you probably bounce because um, you just don't have enough damage or you don't have mortal wounds. 
Yeah, you'll bounce with the top guy, but the Mighty Fist should do a lot of damage, especially with yeah. the, the loadout here, where you'll have four damage a pop. So you'll you'll watch stuff melt with Ren 2, two yeah. four damage a pop. So, so your War Chanters are there as supports. They're obviously doing yeah. different things depending on um, Fix and Beat or your Get and Beat. You've got your spell yeah. casting abilities, the Teleport as well. Um, what's that artifact doing for you, by the way, the Weird Knobs um, artifact? Uh, that's, that is plus one to cast, and if they kill a uh, wizard in combat, they get to learn one of their spells. Has that ever happened to you? No. He just sits at the back of the board. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a weird Don Shaman in combat, especially because you're taking on a Bailwind Vortex, so you know yeah. like that you, you, you're doing that. Let's talk about the Bailwind now. So yeah. why are you taking the Bailwind? Because the army spreads out so much, having that extra six inches to one make or one make him a two-cast wizard because he's only a single-cast wizard, two, give him extra range on his, his Great Green Hand of Gore. So from the Skull Cape, you've got plus one to cast, so you're getting it off on a six instead of seven, and then you're also wholly within 30 inches. So you can pick stuff up from most places on the board and then move it nine inch, up to nine inches away, you know, from enemy units. So you're just picking stuff up and moving it. Yeah, and we talked earlier at the, uh, the show, we said um, the challenge with Iron Jaws is that your part of your army can move so fast that it can get, it can get outside of your buffs. It can get outside of your spell casting yeah. really quickly. So give, by getting the plus six inches to the cast from the Bailwind um, is a really good choice, and it's low cost. It's a very yeah. low cost. And it helps keep your wizard alive too because you're then getting the plus one of the save. Those shamans have a five-up save, so that takes you to a four-up. If your Bailwind's in cover, you're on a three-up. So you now have a fairly survivable wizard. With six can you picks. can you teleport your wizard? Can you cast the yes, hand of Gork? Yes, because the Bailwind counts as the model. Oh, I, didn't, your... I, didn't, I didn't I didn't know if you could cast it on yourself. Yeah, so you can still cast it on yourself. So you can teleport the bow, him on the Bailwind away as well. Sweet. So should you find yourself that you re, you know that six inches isn't enough and you need to reposition, you could um, teleport yourself and yeah. That's awesome. That's really because, cool. Because the Great Green Hand of isn't a move, it's a setup. So you can't, yeah, I just, you can't move on the Bowwind, but you can set up. So it's the same way that Croak does his Croak NATO yeah. crap. I just didn't know if you could teleport yourself. I didn't know if it was like choose a model other than yourself. No, 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 no you, you, you can. Cool. You got yourself some brutes. You got yourself 10 brutes. You got five brutes. You got five brutes. Uh, we, and we'll talk about the piggies in a minute. Are they yep. just fulfilling your battle line? Uh, like, what so, are they bringing to the table? The two small units of Brutes are screens as well as objective holders. The big unit of Brutes is a monster killer. So I throw that at anything that generally has four or more wounds because they get plus one to hit. So those Brutes are hitting on twos. They have four attacks each. So you buff them. They have four attacks each, hitting on twos, wounding on threes, minus one rend for two damage each. So you've got a lot of attacks coming out of a unit of Brutes just to throw at monsters. Uh, I had... a uh, Seven of them take down a mega gargan. The how how are you getting the how are you getting the, the two damage from the brute choppers? Watch Hannah. Or is that Watch Hannah? Ah, cool. I was just yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the base profile and I'm like, how yeah, are you mo getting mo it? Most things, Yeah, most everything's one damage and then you buff it with a war channel for two. So cool. that's what you throw at monsters. So you got a lot of attacks with plus one to hit. You throw it at uh, I threw it at a troll army and I took out most of the army with the brutes. Because they just went cool, 
everything here is four wounds or more, we hit on twos. Because uh, that, that's their ability. It used to be, I'm pretty sure, plus one attack or plus one damage when it was a characteristic four or more. They've now changed that to uh, plus one to hit. So Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I just wanted to call that because some people might not connect the dots and that, again, that's why yeah. we have the yeah, War Chanter. Yeah. So, no, 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 not at all. Just just so people know, like, that's why the War Chanter is in the list. That's why yeah, that, that yeah. Um, particular setup is important so that our, our 10 Auric Brutes are going monster hunting with the beat, yeah. getting the plus one to hit because of the attack yeah. characteristics to four. And... Yeah, that's it. And they're three wounds apiece as well. So that, that's four a armor third, save. Four up armor save, four attacks each. Um, they can do some work, and there's a lot of wounds in that unit to shoot through as well. There's just no, um, like, banner or there's no way to increase the no. bravery with no. these so they're guys. Bra- they're because, bravery six. Yeah. yeah, Oh, that's what I was going to say, is they're bravery six. So when you start losing one, um, you are susceptible to battle shock. So I guess it's yeah. the balance of putting all of your command points in, you know, Mighty Destroyers and the combat stuff, but then still having something up your sleeve because losing, and this is the same conversation I kind of had with the Skaven guys earlier today, is that you start losing these three wound, five wound models. Like I've battle shot those Gore Grunters off in the past and that hurts. Like losing yeah. five wounds, you know, my Gargans cause terror, so that's another minus one. Yeah. All of a sudden that could be two, three pickies that run away. Yeah, and that hurts, especially in that big unit of six. Sinister terrain as well, that can be, you know, really nasty. Yeah. So just keep this in mind. Yeah. Speaking of bacon, let's talk about the – anything else you want to say about the, the brutes or do you want to no, move to the piggies? No, the, the, the piggies are good. So the, we've got a unit of six and we've got a unit of three. So the unit of three is there as an objective taker as well as a screen as well because they move that little bit further, so they're good for picking off those objectives on the other side of the table. There's 15 wounds in that unit. And they're just a good little, uh, I guess, side unit to potentially throw it something holding an objective because three pigs will still put out a lot of damage on their own. So with the Jagged Gore Hackers, they get plus one to hit and wound on the charge. So on the Mm. charge, the pigs are hitting on twos, wounding on... The guys on top, sorry, hitting on twos, wounding on twos. The pigs hitting on threes, wounding on threes. So there's a lot of it, and it's a lot of attacks coming out of that unit as well. And you so, do mortal wounds on the charge as well. And you do, right? yeah, you do mortal wounds on a four up on the charge per pig in the unit as well. Yeah, you so, roll a dice on a four plus, uh, the unit takes a mortal wound. So, yeah. No, it's not bad. It's not I mean, bad. it's free, free mortal wounds. If you're charging three, it could be two mortal wounds before the, oh, you know, we start and, dancing. And more crushes are on fives, pigs are on fours. Yeah. So. I'm not complaining. <laughs> so, and um, in this list, that unit of six uh, pigs has the boss in it. So that boss gets an extra two wounds. So you have one Gorgrunter with seven wounds. And then the unit also gets that free Mighty Destroyers move every turn. Or Mighty yeah, Destroyers that's com- ability every That's turn. coming from the, the, um, the Iron the Fist. The Iron Fist, correct, yeah. And what's cool as well is the bravery is seven. So, you know, you you know, for a unit of three, you'd have to lose two pickies or have something cause a minus one before you even have to worry about battle shock. So Yeah, um, that's it. So the the piggies are a lot more durable. Um the only issue with um with that though is that uh if you're losing two, you're probably gonna lose the unit anyway. Like yeah, 
Uh, actually, I might pull up a question from the chat before we get too deep into the pigs. This is a good one. Um, why brutes instead of ard boys? What are brutes bringing to the table? Or equivalent, what aren't ard boys bringing to the table? Prettier models. <laughs> is that it? Is that like is that literally it? No, I don't like ard boys. Um, I think that ard boys. I, I wanted to make a list one that is nothing like the net list. Two, I think brutes are better than ard boys at three wounds apiece and bigger damage output. Um, Ard boys, I just think, yeah, they get the banner, yeah, they get the the drum, but I find them to die really easily. I was going to say, every time I fought an Iron Jaws player, I've never been worried about Ard boys. They seem to die by a stiff breeze. Um, yeah. When I come against the, um, the Brutes being three wounds instead of two, they're the ones that I seem to be stuck with a lot longer. Yeah. Um, that's, just, also, that's just yeah. my experience. Yeah. They also get the boss claw, which is minus one rend for two damage apiece base. They also get the gore hackers, which are minus one rend for two damage apiece. So then you've got two things in a unit of five at minus one for two. You buff it with a war chain and they're suddenly minus one for three. Like, there's a lot of damage in just a unit of five brutes that you're suddenly... And they're 130 points for five, as opposed to, what, they're 100 points for five uh, Ard Boys? So the, only, got... the only argument I'll put in for the Ard Boys is the the, the shields. Yeah. So the, or, the Auric Forge shields being that yeah. whenever you allocate a wound or a, a wound to the mod unit, you can negate it on a six. They're yeah. really good. Once you get rid of those shields, the unit goes. Correct, yeah. And But they don't have as much damage output. Yeah, they're a little bit more no. durable, but their damage output is nothing like the Brutes. And the Brutes have that innate plus one to hit against big things as well, which the R-Boys don't get. And by the so, way, guys, if, if this is your first rodeo on this channel, this is not the one internet list that rules them all. Yeah. You do what you want to do. If you yeah, love exactly. Ard Boys, you put in Ard Boys to your heart's content. If you want more piggies, yep. if you want, if you don't want to buy the the more crusher because it's intimidating and you'd rather, you know, whatever, like or do what you want to do. Run two more crushes. Well, I, I remember watching Doom and Darkness's, you know, bat reps back in the day where he had double cabbage. Um, that to yep. me is a type of list that I want to run: double, triple cabbage. Yep. No, no wonder I play gargants. Like, no wonder double, I play gargants. I just want to run double gargants. cabbage, twelve pigs. Do it. Yes, <laughs> that is my type of list. It's yep. Just like, just get in there and smash him. Yeah, yeah it's the hamburger. But... Just cabbage and cabbage and bacon. <laughs> and to and to Aethercast's point as well. Um, if you are taking the Ard Boys with the shields, you've got to be really smart with, you know, how you're positioning so you don't, um, like, remove a shield and then you have um, broken coherency and then, you know, battle shocking a whole bunch of people because you weren't being conscious of where your shields yep. were. So, uh, again, season for taste, put two cabbages in, put more pigs, put more Ard Boys. Exactly. Um, it, this is just put, it is, putting all this yeah. theory. I think Iron Jaws is one of those things where every War Scroll is viable. There is no crap war scroll in that. Every it not there's nothing Marathi level or you know the top top tier level stuff, but everything in Iron Jaws is viable, which is a good thing. I'd agree. 
I'd agree. So you talked about the three piggies. We've talked about the three gore grunters. They can do some damage. They charge. They yeah. can do some mortal wounds. They're good objective grabbers. I'm assuming you're not putting in six to just grab objectives. No. So the six is the damage dealer of the list. So you look at the cabbage and people think, okay, I need to kill a cabbage. That's the damage dealer. The damage dealer is actually the unit of six pigs because you've got each guy on top has three attacks. Each pig has four attacks. Buffing with the War Chanter, everything has two damage apiece. The guys the guys on top hitting on, hitting on twos, winning on twos. So you've got, what, 18, 19 attacks from the guys on top, and then you've got uh, 24 attacks from the pigs on big bases yeah. after Mortal Wounds on the charge. Plus, when you teleport them, they get that free Minor Destroyers move. So they're already three inches away with plus two to charge. So they're not failing a charge ever. And they can just hit screens and delete screens or delete units. They are a very, very scary unit to go to get hit by. And there's 32 wounds in that unit. They're big bases as well. So what's the likelihood of getting all six into combat? Are you building in redundancy knowing that the opponent's going to target them and... Yeah, so they've got a two-inch reach with the gore hackers as well instead of a one-inch reach. Uh, the pigs only have one-inch reach, though. But but you're generally throwing them at screens. You're generally they're there to clear out everything. So your stuff like your Maw Crusher, like your Brutes, can then come in and kill all the multi-wound heroes and stuff in behind. You know, like, sure, and they'll hold stuff up as well. Being five mm. wounds apiece, you're just on that big base... They, they'll kill maybe one or two in retaliation, and then you're holding up the rest. There are a lot of their army with these big big bases on these big models. And then they, if you say you're going for the double turn or you're, you know, it's their turn and because you, you've taken first, they then have to deal with these things in their face. If they don't yeah. deal with them and leave the pigs alone, they're in danger. If they deal with them, they're not hitting all the stuff that you've got in behind that is going to come up the board and then keep going. It gives you that chance to take objective points, to come through, move your slow things forward. What, what I like about Gore Grunters as well is equivalent models in opponents' armies often degrade when they don't charge. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you know, especially things like lances, you know, people equip, you know, demigriffs. So there's a lot of things that, like, you know, um even like your murder ponies and Ossiak Bone Reapers, they really want to charge. Yeah. But for you, you're good enough to grind. So even if you don't get charged, if, if you if you get charged, or if you're stuck in combat yeah. for multiple combats, you don't really lose a lot for being in no, combat you, other you, than you, the free mortal wounds, which is not a big deal. You, like you you're also, still as you potent. also lose the plus one to hit and wound. So you you go back to hitting on threes, wounding on threes, which still isn't that bad compared to most things that when they charge, they're hitting on threes, wounding on fours a lot of the time, and they lose a rend or they lose a damage. You don't lose any rend. You don't lose any damage. You're just losing, you just go from hitting, hitting and wounding on twos to hitting and wounding on threes. And with the pigs hitting and wounding on fours, it's not that big a difference. Jared, Jared asked a cool question, which was, who's the big boss of your Iron Fist? And um, just talk about, you know, the plus two wounds that they get um, yeah. as well as the Mighty Destroyers. So you get your free Mighty Destroyers, but yeah. also you get plus two wounds. The boss in the unit six, is in the unit six pigs. 
that's the it's answer. Probably, probably no surprise. Yeah. So depending there, I've been tempted to put it on the in the brutes. Um, but the ten brutes, I, I'm assuming. The ten brutes, yeah. But because that mighty destroyers doesn't have to be used on that unit either. It is just a free mighty destroyers. So you can pick something else within range and go cool. Those guys are going to. Um, the, I'm going to move this unit for free. It doesn't. You don't have to move the pigs. Uh, another question has come from the chat, which is a, a very good and valid question, which was with the uh, the big block of brutes. Um, why have you gone the the choppers instead of the gore hackers? You lose attacks, and generally you're throwing them at a big a big screen or a big monster where you can wrap around the base anyway. So I have I haven't really had an issue with getting them in, and your gore your gore choppers are two inch reach anyway. So you've got your gore choppers in behind. You've got eight guys in front. You know, they're they're normally killing most things um, because you're aiming for that multi charge anyway. Yeah. So I you you personally I find you're better off having extra attacks with that multi charge to try and get smashing and bashing off, as opposed to um, losing an attack but getting that two inch reach. Yeah, and I, I imagine because you're tapping into the movement and and you yeah. know overextending yourself, you want to wrap around a base as opposed to thinking about like a an old regiment where you've got like you know bodies behind bodies and yeah, and you know exactly. you need the two inch attack. You're trying to really wrap around, especially as you said, monster hunting, uh, and, and and taking advantage of those big bases. Yeah, exactly. And and you've got those gore choppers, which are that two inch reach, and they've got the minus one rend for two damage or minus one rend for three damage if you've got the war chant buff on them. So anything else you talk about with this list? I mean, it makes sense, you know, the, the iron fist. Yeah. Um it's a good combination. The bail wind suits really well. The more crusher goes hand in hand so well with the big piggies. Yeah. Um it's, it's a lot of movement. And the big thing is to know your smashing and bashing. That is the only thing that you really need to practice with this list is setting up where you go after your great green hand of gork and making sure that you're getting into key targets and choosing which combat to go with first. Nearly lost the game, uh, game against Gargants because I went with my Maw Crusher instead of my pigs first uh, because my pigs lost three before they could activate and left a Mega Gargant on one wound. And that Mega Gargant nearly killed my entire list. Yes. No, that's fair. So. That's fair. And again, you know, you can you can you know play around with the loadouts. You can you know you yeah. can do what you want to do. I'm getting questions about you know your thoughts on the 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 pig iron choppers on the grunters, which is more damage. I guess you're losing yeah. attacks. Uh, yeah, you get um, an extra attack, but you only have one inch reach. And because their bases are so big, you also don't get the plus one to hit and wound. And the plus one to hit and wound is huge because then it's twos and twos. So, Last question about this list before we move into your other list is some people might be hearing us talk a lot about charging and um, yeah, and they might be thinking to themselves, I might want to put the chronomatic cogs in. Yeah. Thoughts on chromatic cogs? Obviously, you get plus two to your your charge, which is going to be great. Plus two to your moves. It seems like it's yeah. going to complement you really well, especially as we talked about those brutes. Yeah, you know, having a bit of a tougher time to get up the board. It's a lot of points. Yeah, eighty points is a lot of points, and you don't have a lot of bodies as is. 
So if you're putting cogs in, that's an extra forty points you've got to find somewhere in the list. And there's in, not instead, instead of the instead of the bail in, window, the yeah, exactly. So if you're lo- where are you going to get the extra forty points from? You you're dropping a war chanter, which then has more utility with the prayer and plus one damage. Are you dropping five brutes, which is then bodies? Are you dropping? Yeah, it, it it's it's finding the points. Yes, it's good, but it also the other thing is also it gives your opponent extra move. So if your opponent's already faster than you and you're then giving them extra move to then go, okay, we're gonna go even further away from you. Like it, it yeah, it's it's hard. Um, and the other challenge yeah. as well is that your wizard's gonna be outside of your range of your army as they've like rushed up the board. So I think um, yeah. I think the Bailwind is smart for this particular list, um, yeah. and it means you can use your teleports on your army, not your wizard. Just try to keep up, which is yeah. sometimes what I have to do with my git. Sometimes I have to use my wizard just to keep up. Yeah. Um, so while chronometric cogs make makes sense, um, yeah. I can hear it. Yeah, that, you know, there's not a lot of fat in this army. Yeah, the the good thing you can do as well is you can pick up your war chanters, and you pick up your war chanter, put it within range of another unit, and then buff that unit with the extra damage. So, so as I as I scroll to the next page, Hayden, I'll ask a question from the chat, and that is how do your how does your army fare against something like KO? Um, uh, have you as, had a chance to play well yet? As other destruction armies generally fare against KO, um, it I haven't played a a I guess I'll call it an optimized KO list with that list yet. Um, personally, I think it would do okay because you're generally out dropping the KO because that list is five drops. So you're generally out dropping the KO and then you're charging them with pigs or brutes. And then you put 10 brutes into a frigate or an ironclad with the plus one damage with the buttload of attacks that ironclad or that boat's going to melt and then everything that's inside the boat then has to try and set up within range of all of the stuff that was in there i think yeah i I think in my opinion this list would have the best chance compared to the other destruction forces i think the speed especially a 3d6 charge would allow you to get the if you if you can outdrop ko if you can get into them first turn and you dictate the terms of battle you probably have the best chance um, yeah. But KO is still really strong in the meta, so yeah, you know, they're no easy K- beat. KO, Seraphon, all these kind of Illuminath, all these kind of shooting lists just do exactly what they do. That's why they're the top tier. Um, you know, they and, just they sit there and play 40k at you. Um, and as, yeah, ca- as, a, as, a, as a character in Overlord's podcast, um, Aethercast has just mentioned speed is scary. And I think... When I play with my Gargans, I try to bum rush KO as quick as possible. I get out the blocks. I want to hit them hard, hit them quick, do as much damage so some of those bigger boats can't teleport and fly high. Yeah. I want to block up some of the space on the board so um, they can't drop their peeps. Um, yeah. and, and you've got the ability to do that well. Yeah, and that's it. And there's enough bodies, and then you can you can split your army up. So KO, if you castle against KO, they can go, cool, I'm just going to put everything in front. I'm just going to shoot everything. Whereas if you go with that list, you have the ability to go, okay, well, I'm going to put my wizard over one side. I'm going to put my more crusher over the other. So I've got two potential places where I can teleport. And then whatever you, whichever side you go, the other side is going to come and hit you. So it, yeah. it makes you have a choice it makes yeah. your opponent choose and uh, 
Yes. To, to, set, is, to, to, set, yeah, to set that into Iron Jaws, I'll bring up what AT said and it said that uh, Lumineth Realm Lord's bravery tricks, you know, making you spend two command points for the price of one. Some of yeah. the, you know, even things like Bellacore, you know, having to force you to, to, yes. to roll certain dice and bravery checks is probably more scary to this, and, this list than the Knights of the Empty Throne Nurgle play touch list that Kerr plays. Um, I hit that and 10 brutes killed themselves on his Varangard. Yeah. The next list we're talking about is Iron Sun. So this yeah. is the um, this is the second sub allegiance. So I imagine there's going to be some commonality. Again, there's only so many war scrolls on in your book, um, but yeah, you got again. We got a couple of things right. You got your ability, you got your command ability, you got a command trait, and you got an artifact. You're going to get to subtract one to the hit rolls for attacks made by enemy units targeting the Iron Suns in the first battle round. Okay, yep. not, bad. not bad. Thoughts? Thought, thoughts? It's good against your KO and your Seraphon, not great against Lumineth, because Lumineth don't care about your minus one to hit. Because it's not in combat. It's, it's, just, it's just straight yeah. up minus one. Correct, so. yeah. it's, it's against shooting. So against KO and, all, and Seraphon, it makes it a little bit more survivable because it's both turns in battle round one, um, which makes it okay. So if you don't get that first turn or you give away first turn, you're a bit more survivable. But mm. it... Yeah, if some of these top tier shooting armies are going to shoot you, they don't care about your minus one to hit. They're, they're for example, either... we're talking we're talking Lumineth who are like shooting and, and fishing for sixes, which do a mortal wound. Yeah, that's it. Or KO normally hit on what twos or threes, so they're hitting on what threes or fours. Um, Seraphon, you've got a whole bunch of skinks doing mortal wounds on sixes. Like it's yeah, yep. No, it's interesting, but I, I think that I will say that this would combine nicely with Lookout Sir as well. So, you know, right, all of yeah, a sudden you're then becoming minus, yeah. yeah, you're becoming a minus two to hit. So in your first turn, so um, it does give you a bit more comfort yeah. that you can give away first turn and, and not be too worried, yeah. but it's or probably it not game breaking. Yeah, or if you take first turn and are in their face, in your combat phase, you're minus one to hit. And then when they try and hit you back in their combat phase, you're still minus one to hit. So... Yeah. 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 Uh, so what else are you going to get? So you're going to get yourself a command point, which is uh, all right, get him. So uh, you can use his command ability at the end of the enemy charge phase. If you do so, pick one friendly Iron Suns unit within 12 uh, and within 18 of a uh, – basically, yeah, it can, your unit can charge. As long as you meet this criteria. So it's – it's good for shenanigans when people go, okay, well, I don't want to be within three of this unit. You go, cool, well, now I'm going to spend a command point, and now that you are going to be within three of this unit. Um, so it's good for that kind of thing. Um, but like with the Blood Tooth, I'm generally spending my command points on Minor Destroyers. So it's cool to have if you've got a, a plethora of um, command points. But if you don't, you're trying to save them for other stuff as well. But it, it, it's good movement shenanigans. so And good for getting your stuff off the board in your opponent's turn if you know that they're going to... If, if you've got the next turn, for example. You've also got uh, Right Fist of Dakbad. Um, yep. We had somebody in the chat called Dakbad before. He must be his, must be his Right Fist. At the start of the first battle round, you get a free CP. So you get a free command point. Um, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's free CP when you. I mean, compared to CP. the 
compared to the realm gate that I can't use. Like it's yeah, that's it. The the is artifact it... is my favorite artifact in the book outside of the quick up amulet, though. I should think. So, so, so before we move on to the artifact, I guess you know you think about this, right? You know, you, your first battle round, you're getting yourself a command point. You have a battalion, you got a command point. The command trait, you get yourself a command point. So you potentially could be starting the battle with three command points. Bring out a fine coin cave shaman, you could have a fourth command point. You buy it you, for 50 points, you could be starting with five command points. You could have um, commanding terrain, which would be six. You could have the, what is it, the um, battalion from the White Dwarf, which you get another one on a four-up. So, so you if you are thinking, yeah, yeah. You know, having it's, a bank of command points could be really useful. Yeah. So there, there are ways to get it, um, but then you're focusing all of this stuff on getting command points and not on units. So yeah. it, it, it needs to be a balance. Correct, correct. Yeah, it's just because you can get six command points doesn't mean you need six command points, but uh, it just shows you that, you know, you, maybe you don't need that fungoid cave shaman anymore. Maybe you don't need to buy it for 50 points because you can generate yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one, the artifact, I love the artifact. Uh, it's annoying it's all hell, but I love yeah. it, especially when it's it like someone's put it on best. a more crusher. Yeah, you can yeah. worsen the rent characteristics for attacks by one. So it still is a minimum of nothing. Oh, cool. Actually, yeah. wow. Um, yep. So it means that you could, and that's shooting and combat. So you yep. could so reduce it, and it's not ignore rend one. It's I'm going to make your rend one rend nothing. I'm going to make your rend two rend one. So it makes that whatever it is, and it's on a mega boss. So it's generally a cabbage. It makes your cabbage essentially a two up save. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's so nice. Uh, and again, it's shooting and melee as well. So it's yep. a great uh, shooting defense. Um, yeah. Or it might detract people from targeting, especially when you have the minus one to hit and you're reducing the rend by one. So it's just like, oh, I'm not going to bother. And I'll target yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Which then goes into the list text. So yeah. this is El Generico. <laughs> Your name is El Generico. Uh, I El didn't realize Gen I was talking. El Generico. Yeah. I wasn't I'm talking to Sammy Zane here. Uh, by the <laughs> way, if anyone hasn't noticed yet, we've both got wrestling belts. Uh, yes. Mine just happened to be real. Just hey, mine's real. It's there. It's just a kid's toy. Um. <laughs> so your list is: you've got your mega boss on more crusher, yeah. um, the general. You've got the right fist of yeah. Debak, uh, Debad. Um, you've got the gore hacker and chopper. You've got the uh, uh, the sun blessed armor. So this is all the stuff that's coming with the iron suns. Yeah. This this you've is got... your net list kind of thing cool so. when you say net list what, what are you meaning by that like, so this that's is just the, this, is, this is the list that you i don't know if you see it so much anymore with the rise of um big war but this used to be something very similar to the list that you'll see at events for iron jaws yeah, this is definitely, um, yeah, when we say net list, we're talking about a build that is very popular at the tournament scene because yeah. it works. It's it's an internet yeah. list because it works. You could pick this list yeah. up and run it, and uh, it needs no tweaking. You've got yourself the uh, the War Chanter with the Get em Beat. You've got yourself the Weird Nod Shaman. Uh, very, again, same same kit out. You've got the Skull Cape Artifact. You've got the uh, the big teleport and so teleport spell. Um, we did bring in the Fungoid Cave Shaman, so that's bringing you a double caster once per turn and gives you a cp on a four plus yep. 
We've got the Auric Brutes. We've got five Brutes, five Brutes, uh, 20 Ard Boys. So we've got our Ard Boys yeah. in there. We've got the uh, three Piggies, three Piggies. Um, we've got the Iron Fist Battalion. We've got our Bailwind. So a lot of the similarities. We've still yeah. got the Bailwind. We've still got the Battalion. Our Piggies are yeah. a little bit less. We've got a big block of Ard Boys instead. We don't yeah. have that big block of 10 Brutes. We've only got two blocks no. of five. Yeah. So... The other thing as well is that you'll generally also maybe see one unit of brutes, one unit of five brutes, and then more ard boys because they're mm. thirty points less. But um, I made it a little bit like this because the brutes, like I said, they're they're a bit better overall in small units than the ard boys. Now. We've talked mostly about the more crusher. We've talked about the war chanter. Um, we've talked about the shaman. Are they playing similar roles as the previous list, or do yeah. they are, are they bringing still, something different to this still, list? Still very similar roles. Uh, I think in this list, your your more crushers a bit more survivable, so it can hit things a lot better. Whereas in the other list, your pigs are your big focus um there's not as much movement in this list um but it also is a lot more survivable so when you say survival that's because of this yeah, um, be blessed armor that's the minus one to hit in the first turn you've got your big unit of 20 odd boys with shields so you can throw stuff in and it's like the old vanguard wing where you can just throw them in and just tie up stuff and go cool i don't care um but there's also a tweak that you can do to this style of list, which is instead of having the um, Iron Fist, you take an Ard Fist, which when the unit of uh, Ard Boys dies on a four up, it comes back six inches from the board edge. Yeah, it comes on yeah. the side. Yeah, so, yeah, um... it's, like, it's a complete replacement unit. So 20, 20 boys come back on from the side. On a four plus. So it's a 50 50 chance. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, at a tournament, you look at the point as well. Yeah. And hey, you're getting a free command point from the uh, Iron Jaws, so the the um, yeah. the Iron Suns anyway. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. So why are you taking the Fungoid? I know the Fungoid super well. You, you know, it's, it's got four You'll wounds. Take it has a CP generation. Like the thing I forgot to change on this, which the artifact should be different. The artifact should be a four uh, generated command point or four up. Uh, okay. Yep. So you've got double command point generation. So if you still wanted to go with the same build that Hayden's got, you could still be getting the plus one to cast. But in this particular build, what you were going with um, a minor a minor uh, mistake would yep. be that you're going for the the double opportunity to generate CP. So why are you generating so much CP? Why do you need CP? Because you're going for those counter charges. You're going for your minor destroyers moves. You're going for trying to keep stuff on the board with inspiring presence. Um, there's a lot of things that you'll actually use CP for. Uh, even your Mega Boss and War Crusher has uh, his command ability is plus one to hit. Mm. So you you get your Ard Boys hitting on twos. Like, so you're burning way more command points than um, the previous uh, list. Correct, yeah. Mm. Because the other, the other list has a lot more innate movement, whereas this list I don't think does. But it is this list will stay around on the table longer than the other list will. The, the, the you... other list will be two, three-turn list either way, whereas this list will play five turn, four or five turns. Are you burning a lot of these CP early in the game, or are you trying to have CP for the long haul um, with this list? 
with this list, you can generate a lot more. Um, I think you're holding on to a couple more because you want that unit of Ardboys to stay around um, with the Iron Fist. In the Ard Fist, you're not as caring because it can come back. Um, and I guess the counter charge as yeah. well. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't have to worry about your opponent having a command point in your opponent's turn. Yeah. But in this list, you want because you want to potentially, if you need it, counter charge. Yeah, correct. So um, the the only thing that may change this list to blood tooths is getting those hard boys to plus three to charge with the blood with their innate one plus one for iron jaws plus one for blood tooths. It can get pretty spicy. Because when you charge your hard boys, especially with that shield that gives them the six up when they take a wound. That makes them super durable as long as you've got the inspiring presence. Again, they've only got two wounds. Their armor save is, what, four plus, so it's all right. And the, the shield's... Shield, like... Yes, yes, you put the missing shield on as well. Uh, and you've got two casters in, in this list, so... Yeah. Um, and the and the, the fungi Cave Shaman once per battle can double cast, so um, you could still do some damage or an endless spell, plus you could yeah. do your Mystic Shield. Yep. So there's, there's definitely a lot more that you can do utility-wise with this list. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not my... Personally, not my style. Um, I like what, the get-in-your-face. <laughs> why is that? What, why why is it not your style? Is it because you just want to smash somebody off the board in the first couple of turns? Yeah, I like, is having, it... I like having fun. My big thing is just running across the board and having some fun. It's why I played the Beast Claw with the, all the stone horns. It's like I just want to get in your face, throw some dice. And uh, either you're off the board, I'm off the board, and then we can go get a beer. So, so you're so you're really trying to maximize the first couple of turns, yeah. and the late game is something that you could still play, but you just don't want yeah, to be exactly. there. I guess yeah, like exactly. your your army is just getting weaker the longer the game runs. Yeah, and, it, and especially when you come up against stuff like your Chaos or your Lumineth, which still has most of their army on the board at the late stages of the game. You're not. You don't have very many models to start with. So when stuff starts dying or running away, you can't really keep up. Um, especially stuff like Seraphon. Like um, I've played the Bloodtooth list against a couple of Seraphon lists. Killed I think it was eighty to hundred skinks before they had a turn. Um, but then they just summon stuff back on, and you're like, yeah, cool. I have you summoned on more bodies than I had at the start of the game. Like. And that's probably part of the challenge as well. Like you, you want to hit them hard. You want to hit them quick. You want to hit those key pieces, and exactly. you, you you want to disarm your opponent as soon as possible. Yeah, you want to put them on the back foot because when you put them on the back foot, you can then go, okay, it's your turn to make a mistake. If you make mm. a mistake, it's benefit for me. If you don't, yeah, I'm already in your face anyway. And you can try and rack up as many points as you can while your opponent is trying to deal with the stuff that's in their face. Yes, and that's a really good point as well. Like hitting you with a more crusher, hitting you with some pickies, all while the rest of your force is scoring, um, yeah. and ki- killing the more crusher, killing the piggies is a tough is a tough fight to begin with, especially yeah, exactly. if you position well and you reduce the amount of attacks going into your your unit instead. Um, you're scoring, and then hopefully by the time that they've broken through those those um, those models, then you've probably racked off too many points. That's it, and especially because everything's battle line. So you go into these games or scenarios that you get extra points for battle line holding an objective. You're always getting that extra point. 
you know, and there's enough heroes in the list. What that Blood Tooth list has, what four heroes that can score yeah. extra on those. One of them's a Behemoth that can score on the extra Behemoth ones. Like you, you've got answers to most scenarios. Um, same with the uh, the Iron Suns list. Everything in that's battle line, which is why the brutes are in there instead of the five Ard Boys, because the units of five Ard Boys do not count as battle line. They have to be a unit. Yeah. So then you're yeah, spending good, 200 good. points on a battle line unit as opposed to 130 for five wounds less and more damage output. What have you learned playing with Iron Jaws? Because um, I imagine, like, when I, I, I've never played Iron Jaws. Like, I've always played yeah. against them. I've never personally played them. I imagine when you play with them, there's this balance of do I charge, do I charge early? Or do I hold back and wait for the right charge? Yeah, is that? It, I, I, I have that with gargans. I don't always charge turn one, and yeah. with my squigs, I don't always charge turn one. Is it the same type of thing, or are you like, are you always trying to charge as soon as possible? So my biggest thing that I've learned from this is knowing my potential damage output for smashing and bashing, and knowing where to pile in and what to activate first. That is the biggest thing that this army has taught me, um, is how to get around certain abilities, such as skinks retreating on a four up when they've been charged, or and oh sorry, retreating for a command point when they get charged or whatever it is, um, and the luminate the deepkin turn three, getting around certain abilities by ch charging one unit and then piling into others to try and counter that. So, I was going to say, like, you know, with the Skinks, for example, you might charge the Skinks and knowing that they're likely to retreat, making sure that there's something that you can still potentially uh, pile into, yeah. even though the Skinks have run away and you're just kind of like forcing them back. Correct, yeah. And the, the other good thing as well is that, especially with the unit of pigs, if they screen, so like a lot of the times I play against these big Skink lists, they have units of 10 Skinks in front or to the side, and then the unit of the big units of 20. 20 plus 30 plus behind so you're coming in doing mortal wounds on the charge you've got your more crusher there as well so you're hitting the unit of 10 skinks with your more crusher you're then piling in and then you've got six pigs into a big unit of skinks behind or two big units of skinks in behind killing all you all of those you know that that's where you can yeah it, it's yeah it's interesting a good player will obviously know how to screen against that alpha strikey kind of list um but it all comes down to the scenario as well. And of just, course, you know, your scenario, yeah. the opponent. Um, and I, and my, my advice to people is um, obviously, one, practice your list. But two, there are apps, there are dice apps where you can um, – and, and I did a show about six months ago about, like, probability, understanding what probability is and understanding that, you know, when I charge uh, a unit of piggies and I charge them into an average, let's say, four – um, a four plus armor save, whether it's, you know, I could probably do, you know, hypothetically 20 wounds in combination of the mortal wounds and, you know, the general output, right? Yeah. So understanding your maths will help you understand better positioning so that you can really take advantage of smashing and bashing. So yeah, um, and the that, and might the be, that might be a start. Well. Yeah, and the, the getting all the bonuses to charge is off chops as well um, mm. because you're getting your three inches away you're getting plus two to your charge. So even if you roll an average seven, you've got then a nine-inch charge and you're three inches away. So you're able to almost maneuver around and redeploy 
those units to then go, okay, well, I can't get in, can't do much damage here. I guess I'm just going going in, I can move around and do my pile-ins. But you can potentially get those 13, 14-inch charges and then go, yeah. okay, I'm going to go around your screen and literally just hit the stuff behind. And something like the more crush, if someone doesn't screen properly, you can literally yeah. jump over the screen into combat and um, your opponent's going to have a bad time because they yeah. didn't screen. Look, it's a 160 mil base, so it's a really large base. But if they don't screen properly or if they leave the opportunity to you, yeah. you can really take advantage of it. Yeah, and and the thing as well is that, with, especially with the Bloodtooth list, most people are going to have to spread out to counter the teleport. Because if they can't have to, they're either not countering the teleport and allowing and castling up and allowing you to go where you want to go, or they're spreading out and you go, okay, well I'm just going to go nine in, like just in your front outside your front line and just jump over your front lines. Mm. So it's definitely it. It's learning what you're playing against is the big thing as well. Um, and there's definitely certain lists that this can't do any. Iron can't do anything with. The Knights of the Empty Throne, Plague Touched, is one of them because they've just got two up re-rolling save, doing mortal wounds back to you on sixes. Mm -hmm. uh, like, they do mortals on sixes to hit. Most of your armies rend one, so you're killing yourself and not doing any damage to them. Like fire stuff slayers, like that. I, ima I imagine fire slayers are a fire hard counter. Um, you don't have a lot of tools. Well. You don't have a lot of tools to get behind and hit those little heroes. Yeah. Um, while you're just hitting this hook guard wall, it's just like after save after yeah. after save and. Yeah, the the Ishlane guard are the bane of my existence. I hate them. I hate. Them. I, I love them. I've been preaching Ishlane guard forever over Morsa, but they're just so good now with their two up, unrendable save, and you're like, okay. Yeah. I can't kill them. Sweet. Well, well, I'm playing a Deepkin player. Not Deepkin player. I'm playing a Nighthawk player this weekend at Vic GT. I'm playing Adam Huey. He's got yep. 160 Nighthawk Spooky Ghost Chain Rasps. Woo! So for me, with my yeah, I love it too. But with you know, with and I think that's probably the challenge is anything that ignores rend, you start to hamstring your your army yep. because you don't have a lot of mortal wounds. Um, yep. You don't have a lot of long range. So uh, a lot of the stuff that you're doing is is um, your Phoenix Guard as well is probably another example. It's just like anything that's got like an after save and is going to fall over by your rent yeah. um, is going to be a tough time for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I guess with the Nighthorn, you're lucky because the Chain Rafts are a five-up save. No. Well, not me. Yeah. I'm a, gar I'm a Gargant. No, yeah, multiple, but... multiple damage. You're fine. Fine. I get plus. I get plus one. To, I get plus one to hit if they have a four four up armor save or less, or like oh, two, three, or four. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't the Gargan show. We'll we'll yeah. do a show after this about my 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 run at Vic GT. But I already yeah. I'm already looking down the barrel of one loss. But um, <laughs> no, Aethercast, The the draws changed. It's not a KO match anymore. Um, yeah. Is there any? Other is there any other things that you would call out at this particular point? This has been really insightful, dude. You've, you've obviously shared a lot with, again, only such a few options of War Scrolls. Any other things that you'd share about this before I bring this home? Um, have fun with it. It Go into an event thinking – don't go into an event thinking you're going to win because you're probably not. It's a realistic expectation with Iron Jaws. Um, they are a fun army. You will have a ball. Um, and you can go really well, but if you hit 
that top tier army, you're going to struggle. You're really going to struggle. At an average tournament, your Iron Jaws will likely secure a three out of five victories. Yeah. Um, a good, maybe, a maybe good push for one. That's what I was going to say. It's like a yeah. good run or a good opponent could probably go four, could go five. Um, you will have some hard matches, but three wins out of five um, is, is very achievable with this li- yeah. with these types of lists. Yeah. Uh, we, we've been talking a lot about the fat middle, and these guys literally sit in that fat middle. They are the good fun army. Like we said, no one has a bad ga- usually has a bad game against Iron Jaws. They're that, just that army that everyone should have fun with or play against. So. And you don't want Games Workshop to be FAQing and erratering your rules and forcing you to go, you know, build other lists, which is what happens with some of those 5-0 and armies, is that, yeah. you know, any any moment now Skinks will get nerfed. Um, you know, Pink Horrors have gone through iterations, you know. Yeah. So you, you don't want them touching your army, and the fat middle is where we want to be. But um, yeah. that's a really good point, Hayden. I think it's a nice way to end as well because they are a good army. They're an army that's been consistent. Since day one, since day yeah, one, ever since exactly. Iron Jaws came out, they've been consistent. They've never been yeah. the greatest. They've never been hot garbage. They've always been a strong army with lots of alternatives to build. And the good thing as well is now that you've combined the uh, the Bone Splitters and the, um, the Iron Jaws, if you are getting a little bit bored, you can always go a little bit into Big Wag. Or if you're a Big Wag yeah. player, you could expand your force and go purely Iron, Iron Jaws. Yeah. The, the one thing we didn't mention is the Rogue Idol. The Rogue Idol is a lot of fun to add into those lists because it has both the Bone Splitter and Iron Jaws keywords. So your War Chanters work on the uh, Rogue Idol. But it's but it's the price of a more Crusher, and I would argue what's giving you better value. And if you can't triple move it, your, yeah, your it, Rogue it, Idol... Well, you can Mighty Destroy them still. So... You can still yeah, get but like, but, the board. But yeah, but with like, your bone like, splitters, like the triple the triple the triple yeah. move fly is, is yeah, obviously what you, makes a rogue idol awesome. Or or teleporting. So you can teleport nine inches away with yeah, the great hand grand So you're getting them across the board either way. Uh, and then they get the bonuses to charge. So you you can still it's still viable, but you're right. You, you if you're taking a rogue idol, you want to ally in a war dock and then you want to ally in all this other stuff, so but can you? Can you ally? Yeah. yeah, you can ally in bone splitters. Oh, uh, because ro- no, 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 rogue idol is not an ally. I was thinking it no, was an ally. No, 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 no it's not. It's, it's got uh, the keyword. It's got the keyword. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so cool. it, it's just a model. Yep. Hayden, so, this has been awesome. You aren't the elf bro anymore. You are the orc bro. Um, until uh, until this uh, the sword masters and all these other lovely things come out, then I'm back on that knife here goodness. Until, until until Games Workshop brings out the kangaroos and we bring out 2K's worth of kangaroos. Um, I do have your Twitter handle, so if people want to chat to Hayden more and List Tech and, and talk about some of the crazy stuff that he's talked about, um, is that probably the best place to chat to you, Hayden? Yeah, man, just on Twitter's probably the best place to get me, um, which will be down there, um, wherever, yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, guys, just hit me up if you have any questions or even if you just want to throw some bander out. Always happy to chat. And any shout-outs? I know Gabe, um, who was in here earlier, is a big fan <laughs> of pronouncing the G, the WAG. Yeah, Abriel from now on. He's just Abriel. Um, Abriel. Any shout-outs to the crew? Um, big shout-out to my aggressively, aggressively average boys. Um, they know who they are. And uh, thanks for having me on, brother. No, it's good to, good to have you. We'll, we'll have a WrestleMania chat, I'm sure, very, very soon. Oh, I'm uh, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. 
And hopefully Edge retains the championship against Roman Reigns or whoever ends oh, up fighting. Please, please, my boy, please. <laughs> yeah. But the best thing no. is AEW's got Christian, which is the one of the great signings. So don't stop rubbing it in, okay? Please, it breaks my heart. <laughs> no, it's amazing. All right, Hayden, yeah. I'm going to bed. Have a good night. Thanks everybody for joining. I hope you learned a few no worries, things. Guys. See you guys. Yeah. I hope you found that discussion valuable. If you did, give the video the old thumbs up. And if you have a comment or an insight, leave it in the comment section below. The champions over here are my AOS coach Patreons and YouTube members. So you guys are bloody legends. Thank you for all the support. If you want to know more about the support programs, the links are below down here in the episode description, along with a link to the Discord server, so we can continue this conversation. Until next time, don't forget to name your characters and have a good one.